Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Straight Up Show podcast. I am your host, Calvin, joined by my two co-creators and co-hosts, who wasn't on the last episode, but they're here today, Brandon and Lee. How are you guys doing today? Yo, what's up? We're here. We're, well, one of us is queer, and <laughs> we're ready to do some podcasting. How are All you, right. Calvin? I'm doing good. I am happy. You know, there we go. I like that, right? I am happy. Uh, happy to have you two back today, and uh, you know we're gonna talk about some things today. And Lee, uh, kind of want to let you just introduce our guest for today. Yeah, so uh, coming back to the show is our very own Christina. Christina, how are you? I'm well. I am happy. I am gay. <laughs> if people don't realize, I meant it in the typical gay. <laughs> I was about to say, is this about to become a very special coming out episode. Hey, you never know what's going to come up. You never know. Ask the right questions. <laughs> but hey, th- th- this episode, we're, we're having a gay old time here, y'all. So, Christina, you brought along a friend here. Uh, why, why don't you tell us about him? Okay. Um, so, the guest that I have brought to you guys today is my good friend, Jason. Uh, he is an up-and-coming filmmaker writer photographer here in the SBC and this is a topic that I feel he will have a lot of perspective on to uh, help people kind of come to understanding us and our differences a little better so I will let him do his own tooting from here on. (laughs) Thank you Christina (laughs) thanks. Mm -hmm. So hey guys um, my name is Jason like she said, I'm a photographer, filmmaker, and local to the SBC. I'm also pretty freaking queer. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of doing this for a while. So I've been around doing like photography since about 2014. And I ventured into filmmaking around 2018, 2019, around that time. Right now I'm currently in school for film and media studies you know, trying to make sure that I get a degree and make sure that my voice is heard amongst all of the other voices of Black and queer people that, you know, don't necessarily have the um, the ability to speak out and speak up about their experiences and whatnot. Well, Jason, we I think we can speak on behalf of us that we're definitely glad that, you know, you're coming out to talk to us today about this and you know, thank you, Christina, for bringing them to us. And uh, just listening to you and Lee, I mean, you you all are just, you're excited to be gay and, and, and queer, you know, and that to me, that's that takes a lot of pride, which is what we're doing a show about today. Uh, it is Pride Month. So I guess to you all and everybody else out there listening who is part of the LGBTQ community, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everybody. <laughs> thank you. All right, so and I have a lot of questions. Like you know, uh, I'm I'm not I'm ignorant when it comes to the LGBT community. I'm not sure if Brandon is or or Christina is, but we definitely have a lot of questions to ask you. And you know, we're all in this world together, and we need to learn to understand each other. Though we may not have all the same interests or same beliefs, but we have to try to understand each other so we can get along. We're gonna have more about this coming up next. Make sure you guys stay tuned to a jam-packed episode of the Straight Up Show podcast. Happy Pride Month to all those.
we're back. So like I said, today is we're going to actually do something different. We're going to just talk about Pride Month. And, you know, I'm very ignorant when it comes to it. But before we do, uh, Pride Month is very is valued within the LGBTQ community. So much so that Nickelodeon has come out and showed their support about SpongeBob is being gay. And no offense to I, I try and Lee, you can help me out and Jason help me out, but I try my best not to offend anybody. So if I do, please be straight up with me and put me in check, okay? But I, I think we all can say we all knew SpongeBob was gay. The, You're not I think, wrong. <laughs> I think the real question at this point is, is Patrick gay? Mm. I think that is the real question. And who, yeah. who's, who's top and who's bottom? Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I was not expecting that question from Brandon. <laughs> wow. Oh, I think consider, considering that we've seen multiple episodes of, you know, uh, Patrick and SpongeBob basically playing the family role together. It's kind of like if they work, where it's kind of like okay, this is nothing new. It's always been alluded to, so it's kind of like it's cool that if they're confirming that they're that he's gay, which I'm that pretty sure at this point it is. Is it kind of like why now? <laughs> like what caused this to happen? Like now? I never thought in 2020 we'd be talking about. Queer icon SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> but you know what? I think this is a very apropos time, though, um, considering a lot of this generation grew up on SpongeBob and and kind of connected to him in different ways. I think it's kind of appropriate time to be like, hey, you know what? Most of us are about the same age as SpongeBob now. Um, if you're just looking at it like that, and this is a time that I think they're like, hey, we we just want to support you in the smallest ways that we know how that's just that's my non completely gay perspective on it sorry <laughs> i mean i think i get what you're saying like it by them doing it now um obviously i have been stopped watching spongebob but it kind of gives uh it kind of helps people understand like hey this is this character that i have been watching recently or you know for a long time knowing that he's gay now you know allows me to accept who I am, you know, and just be more comfortable. Uh, I was going to say, I think this is like Christina alluded to is that why not now? You know, this is a perfect time, especially with uh, everything going on. And especially at this time during this uh, recording of this podcast, today marks 20 days of the, uh, basically almost three months of COVID and 20 days of protesting out the death of George Floyd and people are just tired of hiding out and hiding their true feelings. And I want to go ahead and just try to transition to uh, basically Jason and Lee focusing on you two today. Uh, you're not hiding anymore. That's basically what I think Pride Month is. Uh, but I'm going to start with uh, Lee and just kind of say, you know what? You, you're you not scared. You weren't scared. And we want to hear your life journey and about, basically about stop hiding. The moment you stop hiding who you really are and what you love and what you believe in. Uh, well, for starters, I was very, very scared when I first came out. Um, so I, I grew up in a very Christian household. Um, like a, about the time I was in puberty and realizing, oh, hey, I'm probably into dudes. 
uh, that's when my mom got super into Jesus. <laughs> and so I had to kind of compartmentalize that for a long time. Like it wasn't even an option for me. Like, I, you know, I was this good little Christian kid and, you know, homosexuals are evil and, you know, all the, all the things you're kind of taught growing up in the, the Christian South. And it, uh, I didn't actually come out until I was 21. So I was dating a girl at the time. Wow. And uh, we, yeah, we, we had a relationship. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how long it lasted. It was, a, it was a few months at least. But things started getting serious. And she told me she loved me. And that's when I realized, hey, this thing I'm hiding is probably going to hurt this person. So I had to rip that Band-Aid off. And she was the first person I ever came out to. And luckily for me, she was super supportive. Like, you know, we we remained friends and all this. And from there, you know, it kind of snowballed. Like I started coming out to friends and everything. And then finally I I came out to my mom. And, you know, her being the God-fearing woman she is, she's like, "I, I don't, you know, agree with it. I don't support it. But I love you you're my son. I mean, we, we were always close. So that, that even me coming out to her, that didn't really change any of that. Um, but she would still, I remember later on in life when, um, after the coming out and everything, and I had a crush on a straight friend that I knew would never happen. And it was, you know, upsetting me or whatever. She came to me one day and she said, you know, you'll, you'll get through this. And I, truly believe that you know one day you'll find a nice woman to, to come home to and she she said this with like the biggest shit-eating grin on her face and I just couldn't stop laughing and it was like this weird almost like nonverbal thing like nonverbal understood thing of okay this is this is who you are I'm I'm still kind of working it out like, sadly, my mom passed away in 2012, so we never really got to, she never really got to see me as the full person I am now, but, you know, I, there's still that part of me that's like, man, I, I wish she was still around so we could have, like, conversations, because, you know, I got married after she passed away, and I'd like to, you know, talk to her about, like, okay, so I'm going through this in my relationship, what was it like for you, you know, I never got to have that, like, parental child thing, but here we are. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it, and that was pretty much my coming out process. And I mean, oh, y'all, y'all know me now. I'm I'm out and proud, and like I don't really hide from it. <laughs> right, and that's and uh, and and we we thank you for that. You know, no one should ever have to hide uh, themselves or who they are. And then a quick story about me and Lee. Uh, you know, we used to do a scholarship program in t- at our at our college, and part of that was to anchor the news, quote unquote. And we would come up, and we, me and Lee were anchors. And I, I only knew Lee from school. And I told Lee this story plenty of times. And like his mom, I am very super Christian. And, you know, I even still have my beliefs. And I don't believe in gay marriage and stuff like that. And it's okay that we can have those differences. Um, the moment that I found out that Lee was gay uh, was when, you know, I've worked with Lee for a long time. And I think he came to the uh, newsroom and was like, I'm getting married this weekend. I'm like, cool, man. Who is she? Oh, he's going to be my new husband. I'm like, whoa, what? And then it was at that point because I had these homophobic 
especially in the black community, is big, big, big homophobic uh, idea, uh, mental thoughts and stuff like that. And I was very against it. But the, it was at that moment that Lee said it just so calm and so prideful that he's getting married to a man. Nothing changed. Nothing. It didn't make me feel any different. Like he was still Lee. And I said, like, you know what? Good for him. This guy that, like I said, we witnessed him go through, you know, things with his mom and to see him happy after all this, you know, that made me feel better as a human being that this person is being with somebody who's happy and he's with. So Lee, you know, man, love you, brother. You know, I'm glad that, you know, you've helped me grow, especially mentally, especially in learning, educating me on a lot of stuff about the LGBT community. Thank you. So we want to talk about our guest today and uh, just Jason, like I said, we don't, we, I've only met you a couple times in school, uh, but you know, I never knew that, you know, you were a, a homosexual or uh, like I said, if I, if I say anything wrong, please correct me because I, I don't want to, I don't want to be insensitive any at all, but I never knew uh, anything about you, but you know, I've heard a lot about you from Christina and she said that you'll be a great guest. And, you know, I just want to hear about your story and how, you know, you were or are trying to come out mm. so all of the things that y'all talked about so far it brings light to many different issues that are in the, like not in the, just in the queer community but with the intersection between being black and being queer it's like it all people always assume that like being queer or something other than being straight is like either a quote-unquote white thing or like the devil and I'm like do I not realize that y'all can be queer and a Christian too like that's like a thing <laughs> but right. I digress um so I was I realized that I was like um some former queer around at a younger age actually kind of around like eight or nine I knew there was some off there was some different mostly because it's like you know, I grew up with the internet, like, I grew up with, like, AOL, like, basically attached to me. I was always on the internet because that was, like, one of the few places where I felt like I can truly be myself because I was bullied a lot just in general when I was younger and all throughout, like, elementary school, middle school, and right up to high school, whatever. So I discovered, like, porn around eight, nine around that time and then you know I explored all of the different websites and all that at night when no one was looking and then I just kind of came across it's like oh guy <laughs> guy, and it was like oh this is interesting and it just kind of went on from there and I kind of um did like a little quote-unquote experiment by talking to people about it when I was around 13 and I got a lot of like mixed reactions from it like it actually got to a point where like there were a bunch of rumors being spread about me and a lot of there was a lot of violence that was that was like pointed towards me I remember one time like during a lunch like someone threw a freaking orange at my head and I don't have a scar from it, thank God, but it was one of the moments where I was like, people really don't like me because of this. I was like, oh, okay. But over time, you just have to come to terms with 
the fact is like you just have to be yourself and is that say you should care you shouldn't really care about what people think of you so it's kind of like when people's all like oh i don't agree with you but i accept you but it's like um there's nothing for you to have to i guess accept or to come to terms with because it's like it's not really about you i'm telling you this because it's like i feel like i trust you with this information and they're like oh i don't agree with it so it's kind of like a slap in the face but overall it's like over time i've basically kind of like become more confident with me being queer, me being uh, bisexual and having my queerness and my blackness be one. Because whenever you, especially in the black community, whenever you're out as queer, they're always gonna try to point out your queerness as like, oh, it's just a phase while questioning your blackness at the same time it's a double-edged sword. So that's why there's a lot of different things like ballroom and other like aspects of black culture and queer culture that we as black queer people have started and people take for granted now. Like voguing and all of that stuff. Like people take that for granted now. And I'm like, do y'all not know that like that was part of the whole part of the whole like, you know, queer rights movement on top of that it was like Stonewall happened for a reason. The Stonewall happened <laughs> because of all of the frustration that queer people have faced, especially from Black queer people. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Black queer people were the voices of the queer rights movement. Black trans women were the voices of the, of the movement. Then and they are now. Black people are always having to like, like for not only our rights, but for like rights of our people that don't even like us. And a lot of it is our own people that don't really, you know, you know, queer folks. And it just really sucks. And they always attribute it to, you know, I wasn't raised like that or like I was raised by the church. And I'm like, yes, you were raised by the church, but God told you to teach love and to spread love. And what you're not spreading is love whenever you're saying that like, oh, I don't agree with gay people or I don't agree with queer people. I'm glad that uh, you have a friend like Christina uh, who brought you to us for you to be so bold. We want to thank y'all so much for being, I guess, in some people's eyes, being brave because just even doing this interview and this podcast today, you all are setting examples for people who are not as brave as you are. So uh, thank you so much. We're going we're to continue talking to you guys. But I want to know next, I mean, what you guys uh, go through. Uh, and the negative side of it. And I, I know this prime, but I want to hear what people uh, put you guys through. We're going to talk about that coming up here next. Hey, everybody. It's your BFF Lee here. And I need to be straight up with you for a minute. We are not doing enough social distancing right now. I know things suck at the moment, but unless it's absolutely necessary, don't leave your house. You're literally saving lives if you don't. Also, wash your hands. Until next time, keep it straight up. Okay, and we're back. So uh, before I listen, this show is called Straight Up, right? And so before me getting ready for the next uh, segment, I'm asking them about just the kind of how should I produce this and what kind of music I I should use. And I said, I don't know if it's appropriate to ask y'all if I should use EDM or (laughs) 
and I'm not trying to be insensitive. It's a serious question. Like I, I didn't, I, I'm not trying to step on any toes, you know. I think the first of all, like Christina said, how you said it was funny, but also <laughs> like it's just how, like you know, I always go back to like the image of how America sees mm-hmm. certain things and certain people, and you know, that's just one of one of those things. I'm quite sure next year. Uh, Fox will come out and say, yeah, Stewie is gay. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, I remember the episode with Stewie dancing in the club. Um, I think he took off his diaper or shirt off. No, he didn't take, take off his diaper, but his shirt off as well. So, no, nah, it was just one of those, you know, just funny funny moments where, you know, that's yeah. for the average <laughs> person. Yeah, and I'm trying so hard because I don't want to be insensitive at all and because I think that, especially in today's climate, it's so easy to be uh, insensitive to some things. Like, you know, some people are getting heckled right now because some people are not understanding why people are protesting. But especially with this being on, and like Chris Dennis said, I'm such a guy. Like, I'm sorry. I I just don't want to, you know, offend, especially our guests today. So, hey, we're going to keep it straight up. That's what we go through behind the scenes. But it's going to be on the show now. I put it on the show. So what now? But anyway, uh, (laughs) just talking about, like, clubs – uh, sadly, we're recording this in June, uh, and this is, uh, I'm not, I, I could be wrong, but a couple of years uh, since the uh, uh, the club in Orlando uh, that people were actually murdered. What can you tell us about the Pulse nightclub and why people were killed? Well, of course, it's uh, Orlando and Florida, which is, a lot of people, you know, think it's a party capital of the whole, you know, country. So from what I remember, it was basically was a hate crime. Like one dude who was basically like targeting queer people, gay people because of the fact that they were gay. And he used his religious affiliation in order to seemingly justify the means. And a lot of the details are fuzzy right now because I've tried to and that's watch fine. that for my <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's fine and I hate that that stuff has to happen especially uh, with the hate crime and you know that's why I'm, I get so confu- confused about uh, how some Americans don't like people because they're black I mean there's it goes on black fat trust me I got like you said earlier it's a double edged sword I'm, I'm fat black and educated so I mean I get it just as bad and so I can only imagine what other people go through that's why y'all have pride month and you know I remember being uh, just flicking through the channels one day and I saw a show called uh, Noah's Ark. It's basically like the gay version of Girlfriends. And I didn't know. And it, it was, and it's just like these guys who are best friends and they're, they're all gay. But then one episode, this guy gets beat up because he was gay. And I, I just didn't think that gay people went through things like that. People were that violent uh, towards gay people. So I just want to know from you, from you all, uh, have y'all witnessed any gay crimes or uh, gay bashing crimes or y'all going through anything? What's some things that people don't know that the LGBT community goes through, especially when it comes to people being mean and violent? Well, Jason got hit in the head with an orange. And I wasn't even <laughs> an adult yet. This is true. So when it comes to a lot of the violence, of course, we see a lot of, you know, a lot of people using Christianity in their their internalized homophobia in order to seemingly justify them acting out and being like, okay, acting out and trying to um, lash out. And 
I remember uh, listening in on one of your previous podcasts and t- uh, listening to the mental health specialist. I feel like what she was uh, talking about is, can correlate as much here. Maybe everyone, maybe a lot of people have those thoughts that are based in, you know, implicit bias and based on stuff that they were taught as they were younger about, you know, people that are different from them. But these people chose to act out on it. And that's the part where we, I feel like we are, we have to like keep on being like, hey, not, you can't just generalize. The same thing is like, you can't generalize black folks. You can't generalize queer folks. We're not all a monolith. We're all different people. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get what you, I get what you're saying because that is how a lot of people, like people see gay people as um, colorful, you know, uh, out very outgoing, you know, very energetic at times, like what you see on just entertainment. And that's not always the case, you know. I've, like Christina, I know some people that has uh, told me that they were gay or whatever. I'm like, oh, really? I didn't see that coming. Um, Cool. Like, what else you got? (laughs) You know, it it doesn't bother me at all. But, like, because you have that, like, image in your mind, it's like, yeah, I didn't see see that coming. But, uh, yeah, I definitely get when people understand each other uh, and probably just hang out. Now, I haven't been to any uh, gay bars well, what are the what what are those uh places where I guess guys drag the drag uh places? Haven't been to none of those. But um I know a straight man that has went and had a, drag a good show? old time. A, yeah, a drag, drag show. show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking that scar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have to send you a list of a couple places because there's a few in Shreveport Bozier. Um are, are you going like, I, I, I'm sorry? Are you going? Am I, I mean, going to those? Yeah, I'm not going by myself. Oh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Everybody, yeah, you'd I'll bring, be I'll bring surprised Calvin. by how normal it is. You'll go and you'll just be like, oh, okay, there is no man walking around in six-inch heels and big no. wigs. And, I mean, right. the performers are, and you'd be surprised. You'd be like, wow, that's a uh, great show. I don't know, because, I mean, you say that, and I have, you know, my background is DJing in the club, so I'm always, I used to be always in the club, and I went to a gay bar in Shreveport, in Louisiana, which I don't know, it's in Louisiana, and I walked in, you know, I'm a big, you know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm over 200 pounds. I think they call you a bear. I'm a bear. There you go. Uh, (laughs) A grizzly. (laughs) I'm a grizzly bear. Calvin is 100% a bear. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway so i i go with my friend she's a gay dj and i actually want to tell a point about her she's a gay dj and uh, well lesbian and i go in the club with them trying just to show support because i'm not scared of anybody and uh i go in there it, it's like the dance floor is popping everybody's dancing you know i know they're gay people and gay and lesbian it's the lgb it's a community uh and and it's like they almost smelt me out like oh he's straight and like the all eyes are on me. And keep in mind, I always wear a black when I'm in a club, but 
they were just they they smell. I, I felt like I was smelt out. Like I was like a bomb sniffing dog, and they were just all looking at me trying to like get on me. And I'm not saying I wasn't uncomfortable. I'm like, man, they just they can just tell that I'm straight. And I don't know. I mean, am I wrong to feel that way? Or I want to ask a question. What what race were most of these people that they were looking at you? It was like that. Mostly mostly white. Bam. But I mean it it was You're a big chocolate bear. I mean I mean it was a mixed crowd. There there were some there was some there were some other, you know, black people in there too. So but the, the thing about this night when I went there there, it was actually a fight at the club, and I actually got hit with a uh, with a parking car. <laughs> See, do you get smacked, like that, smacked in the like just instead of an orange with Jason, like just a dildo will just hit your head? No, oh. a, a rubber, rubber. It was it was a rubber. I was hit with a rubber orange parking cone. Because these guys were drunk. Yes, I don't know why, but that's my only remembering remembrance of going to my first ever gay club was getting hit by an orange cone and having people just stare at me like, "Why are you here?" And I, I, mean, I had a good time. The music was man, the music was popping, and uh, you know, so I, I had a good time. But I just didn't, you know, know that, you know, I never felt I wasn't. I was. I can't say that I wasn't welcome, but. I felt like I wasn't welcome at the same time. They were welcoming. I just felt unwelcome because I was getting stares. You know, I, I ha- think a lot of it was more so probably based off racism rather than like them pointing you out as like, you know, um, oh, he's straight. I think a lot of people, like, let me tell you, racism in the queer community is rampant. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Racism transcends sexuality. <laughs> so a lot of people, a lot of people they were either looking at you like, ooh, he fine. Mm, give me that little piece of dark chocolate right there. Or they look at you like in their head like, oh, why is this here? Like that. But of course you- it's not always gonna be like that, but I feel like that's one of the things that comes through my mind whenever um you know, I go to I'll anywhere, but like going to queer spaces, like you'd think that gay bars would be a safe space for queer people. It's kind of is, kind of isn't, because they still go after the default, like white gay or white little gay boy or whatever. And they don't really take into account the fact that like, hey, queer people are, you know, just as diverse as everyone else. Like Joe and, Exotic, yeah. Oh God, don't use Exotic. <laughs> I mean, Joe, <laughs> the Tiger Wait. King was gay. I thought he was gay. No, not Tiger he was King. Exotic. Oh, <laughs> no, that he goes into exotic. a whole nother conversation. But Lee, can Dude, you, Lee can, <laughs> Lee, can you elaborate for people like me with a fifth year education that what he just said? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, Joe Exotic was gay, but he was also, like, predatory and kind of sketchy and not a great role model. <laughs> so, he's not a great role model, I don't, I don't, role model think, at all. Yeah, he, he's not something the queer community should really be holding up. I mean, 
he can't really be held up anyways because the dude's in jail. But you know. And I know, I know, I know. We said that we were not going to discuss this, but since Jason and you kind of alluded to it, I want to just bring it up. So I didn't never, I never thought that there could be racism in the gay community. But the person I was just telling you about who invited me to my first gay club actually is now getting just just kicked out of the LGBT community because she came out. She's an avid uh, supporter of the president, and she. You know she's she's a proud gay per, uh, lesbian person too, but she said some definitely graphic things. Even said that George Floyd uh, faked his death and that he's not really dead, and uh, conspiracy theories and said some really uh, cruel and insensitive stuff on Twitter. And I have never seen anybody get so much backlash from the gay community, uh, from the LGBT community, excuse me, uh, in a long time since I got criticized uh, for speaking out about having y'all having the same uh, safe marriage. So, I mean, is that even possible to be part of the LGBT community and be so right-winged? Sadly, yes, very much so. Um, because racism exists in the queer community. Classism also exists in the queer community. Because um, you got all these you know, rich gays that haven't had to interact with poor people in a while and they're trapped in their own little bubble and they don't understand, you know, how the world actually works. So, you know, yeah, they can easily buy into those conspiracy theories and crap like that. Um, and they, you know, follow our mad King president to the end of the world because they, like I said, they haven't actually been in the community in some time. They're in their own little rich bubble or what have you, or even, even people that aren't rich, but they're, they see themselves, as rich because you, you get that in the, the straight community as well that's how the guy has so many supporters but i mean but yeah of, you, of course that happens in our community and at the time of this recording you know he uh he has said that he's going to cut medical funding to transgender so how can you still be supporting that as a community you know even though he's trying to say that even though y'all are married you you, you want to be a different uh sex i'm going to cut medical funding for you and how can you still be a part of that? I mean, you can't if you're a sane person. A lot of people, they are they still, like, even though they're queer, they still go by their race first. And it's kind of like, all right, let's go for instance, Caitlyn Jenner. She supported Trump from the get-go. And then she only changed her tune whenever, you know, President Trump or whatever he started um, cutting funding for trans people because he's been trying to cut trans funding for trans people from the get-go, starting with the military. Yep. And it just goes to show that they go, like a lot of the um, voters, they would rather go by race rather than their, um, you know, their gender or creed or whatever. They'd rather vote for somebody who's, you know, white that goes along with their, what their supposed ideals are rather than, you know, for the greater good of the country, which you'd expect people to do. Well, I'm definitely learning a lot uh, because like I said, uh, and a lot of y'all may hear me stumbling and fumbling up my words more than, more than usual, but it's because I don't want to offend anybody. So I want to be educated because I don't want to be insensitive to people that I don't know. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are guilty of doing this, especially in our black community. I know that we've been mistreated, but 
I look at it like this. I've actually got criticizing. I want to thank the LGBT community for coming to my side, especially on, on Facebook. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Uh, like I said, I, I identify myself as a Christian. Uh, I'm taught to love and learn, but I don't believe in I don't believe in Adam and Steve. I believe in Adam and Eve. That's my belief. Okay, I can only encourage you. That's what Christ said, but that's my belief. I can't change you as a person. On the flip side, I'm an American too. I've lived to my grandma and my family have lived through a time that my grandma couldn't even vote because she was black, a woman, mm-hmm. and she wasn't even the age. So, I mean, as an American, I can't be mad if y'all get certain rights that the country says that we can have. We're supposed to be free to do what we want to. So we can't be hypocritical. And that's what we're fighting for what people are protesting right now. I say this to say this. I, I say that to say this. Sorry, there we go. Because the moment that President Obama legalized gay marriage for all countries, Lee, you had to go to Colorado get, to get married. And I know that you're mad because <laughs> it happened right afterwards. Uh, but I made a statement on Facebook. Dude, it was like six months afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you got an early honeymoon, so you can't argue with that. <laughs> all right. But uh, so when this happened, Lee, um, I made a post. I said that although I don't share the same belief as you, I'm glad that the LGP, LGBT community has the same right to marry who they want and love who they want as the rest of every American. Man, when I say that, Jason, the whole Christian church, my members and everybody came after me with fire. And it was just, you know, you should denounce your Christianity. You should do this. And, man, they were calling me, heckling me. They calling Kaepernick me. And, but luckily, so many uh, part of the LGBT community, straight community, came to my defense. And they understood. And actually, the person that was giving the most trouble was actually, I think, got charged with cyberbullying. But it, it was that serious. And I'm like, you know, we have to understand each other you know yeah i have my beliefs yeah they're hindus they're christian but you you look on the streets in, in, in um, atlanta los angeles new york there is republicans democrats hindu christian buddhist they're all protesting for the same thing right now and so when it comes to the lgbt community we have to understand these people uh and those who love who they want to love so we're going to kind of dive more back into this but we're going to take a little break right quick and come back into this Okay, so it's Pride Month. I mean, as a straight man, I have a lot of questions for y'all, okay? I have a lot of questions. Like, first off, uh, what's up with the rainbows? I want to know why the rainbows, because I can't look at Skittles the same. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm going to pop in real quick on that one, because Jason knows how I feel about uh, gay rights and the rainbow, and I have one demand of it. And that's if you're going to claim the whole damn rainbow. I want to see y'all looking colorful. Jason wears black and gray and blue. And I demand he add more colors or I'm taking my rainbow back. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my complaint. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. That is pretty much what you wear a lot. Now that I think about it. It's because of work. 
It's because of my job. But it's it's a serious question, Lee. I don't know if you remember this, but we were editing a video and getting ready for the news because we we co-anchored together. But I don't know if you remember this question. When I found out you were you were gay, I had a lot of questions to ask you, and so I always thought that the rainbow just meant Pink Floyd because of the the, uh, the album cover. And I always thought that that was what it meant, Pink Floyd. So. Uh, can you just break down what the colors mean or just why the uh, rainbow flag? Um, I'm going to reveal myself as a very, very bad gay right now. I actually have no idea what the rainbow flag represents. <laughs> I've I've never, like, taken the time to, like, look into it or anything. I'm just like, yeah, it's – it's uh, uh, that's that's our flag. That's that's what we're all about. Okay. Now, was like, it Harvey you know, Milk? It, like just looking at it at face value, it's just like probably. That's I'm yeah. hey, late, don't feel it, bad. That's me in the American flag. Oh yeah, that's a lot of us in the flag, and a lot of us don't know the rules behind <laughs> right. the flag. So I get annoyed even just watching people fly a flag. I'm like, we're not supposed to make this a commercial thing, but yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know. They they just want to be supportive. But, uh, yeah. but wasn't Harvey Milk the one who kind of coined the rainbow as the gay pride flag? Ashley, nah. Oh, okay. Who is it? So, it's actually been popularized as a symbol of the queer community by San Francisco artist Gilbert Baker in 1978. And it's based off of diversity. All of the different colors. Means all of the different kinds of queer Ooh, people. It's about diversity. What you just said, y'all terrible with diversity. Where's the purple in this in this flag? I'm trying to look it up. Oh yeah. The original gay pride flag has six colors. Purple's at the bottom. Oh, that's a lot of them. But <laughs> the most recent one is the flag that is. Um, that's a flag that I think was unveiled in Philadelphia. It has the black and brown on top yeah that's that the one I'm goes into the diversity of black and brown people in the gay community as well as everyone else so uh i might be getting kind of off on this one as far as all the different um i'm gonna say long term sexualities go um what is d- don't they all have a different symbol or color to represent their sexuality actually um, like romantic <laughs> yeah, there's a and lot everything. of pride flags yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and, and I'm curious, that brings a question. What do you, what do the two of you specifically kind of think of all the different genders and sexualities? And not, not necessarily your opinion on it, but what is your perception of all these sexualities and how, I guess CIS would be the term, people look at, it, at how it is? Because I, I look at it kind of like, I don't care what you identify as. I don't care what you're attracted to. Just tell me your name and we can go from there. But a lot of people take that very personally and they get, um, not necessarily angry, but they get very defensive of it. How do you feel about it? Like if someone wants you to ask about their pronouns or if they want you to specifically understand that they're like, I'm romantic or I'm asexual. Mm. I got a curse on this one. That's a good question because I offend a lot of people because of pronouns, and I can't help it. I can't <laughs> Actually, help it. Yeah. yes, you can help that, it. <laughs> I no, I cannot I, I, help it. It's it's it's, it's kind of like that goes into that question I had. Like, how do you not offend people? 
because I hesitate because like you, I say, no, I say, I can say dude. I don't, I don't even like to say dude anymore because I say dude and it's like, oh, hell break loose. And like, I'm just being like verbally beat up because I just said, what's up, dude? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've, I've been on the other side of that too. So people like that. I mean, I'm trying to be. Okay. <laughs> I, I can actually address this Dude, a little bit. I have been scarred because of this. You don't understand. Like mm-hmm. this is in in this has been also on in, in gaming as well. You're playing as a as a as a character. And I say, what's up, dude? I'm a female. Oh, okay. Um sup chick, you know. And then, <laughs> and then and then she will get offended by that. And then like I swear, you can ask Courtney this. It went to a whole nother thing. And I was like, I don't, hey. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I want to know the same thing. Lee, what, what do you have to say about this, Lee? Because you can answer this. So to, to answer your earlier question about pronouns, there's a very, very easy solution to not ever get mixed up. It's using the word they and them instead of he or she. It's it's a it's like because look I'm I'm non-binary <laughs> myself I don't really identify as male or female so it to me it's it's they them it's not you know he him but I mean if you don't know then that's what you that's what you use and yeah like the I think people probably get upset about being called dude because you're probably not the first person to call them dude. That's probably why they're upset is because they've heard it over and over. And, you know, it's, it's probably giving them a complex at this point. So, yeah, you're probably stepping on something there. Hey, everybody. Lee here. And guess what? The reviews are in and the Straight Up Show podcast is a hit. Don't believe me? Well, listen to what one of our guest panelists, Dr. Monique Thompson, has to say. Listen, y'all listening to Straight Up and support this podcast because I listened in before I came on the show. I liked what I heard. They're really focusing on keeping things real and being real with you. And I like that approach. So you guys support this podcast. So if you want to listen, donate to the show, have a subject idea, or even want to be a guest, just contact us at straightupshow at gmail.com. That's straightupshow at gmail.com. We're coming back now. Uh, Brandon is kind of kind of like me. If you haven't like you have been listening, I'm fumbling over my words because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Or in Brandon's case, like what what is the right pronoun? Like how do we fix this pronoun issue? As if it can be fixed. I mean, I'm gonna come out and say that it's not really an issue. It's kind of more so just like you always always got to trade carefully. When in doubt, I just think you just say like, like how you use day for everything else. You can use day for people. Yep. We do it all the time. Yeah, because language is constantly evolving. So why 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 shouldn't the pronouns evolve? Ah. Uh. I mean, I get like, it. Should it be aggressive? <laughs> That's my thing. What, I don't what do you mean it. by aggressive? Okay, Dude. So I'll be very honest right now. I, I have no problems with anybody. Most people who know me know, uh, as I said before, I, I don't care. 
And I don't mean that to be like, I don't care about you. I don't care about your problems. It means I don't care. Just tell me what your name is and what you would like me to call you today or to forever. Just, just let me know. But I don't like the expectation on me right away because I, I don't make assumptions really. Uh, so I, I, I can acknowledge that day is how I could approach everyone and be like, okay, what are your pronouns? But that just doesn't flow in conversation to me. It feels very alien to me. And it's not to say it won't change with time, but I've had conversations with quite a number of people and been attacked verbally because I've said, what is your name? And they'll be like, oh, you don't ask about pronouns or you don't care about us. It's like, I do care. I just want to know what is your name so I can call you by your name. And we don't have to worry about the day or she <laughs> or he part. I was like, if you want to be called Jennifer, I will call you Jennifer. And if you, if I come up to you tomorrow and you're like, well, I'm not Jennifer today. My name is Jonah. I'm like, okay, hey, Jonah. And keep going. <laughs> but the, the demand kind of okay, throws I, me off. I'm curious, though. Have these have the have the people that's been aggressive to you been white females? Um, mostly yes. All of the ones that's been aggressive huh. to me have been white females. All of and, them. And, and, and that, that's not to say I don't. I, I can understand it, and I can understand the frustration. But this will be first conversation. Like we we have just met each other. We we haven't even been introduced properly. And I'll say, hey, my name's Christina. And they're like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, okay. And then maybe we're in a group. Uh, in one situation, we were in a group. And one of their friends had gone off somewhere or whatever. Uh, and they were like, oh, where did X person go? And I was like, oh, I think she went to the bathroom. And they were like, it's they. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's where Wait, I thought it was over. So this, I thought it was over with okay. Right. But they were like, no, you should. And I was like, what, what, what? Don't get aggressive with me because we're going to flip it real fast. Uh-oh. Okay, so I can Lee, acknowledge, but... Lee and Jason, this kind of just walk with me here. This is the issue I, I, I wanted to. I told you before where, like, sometimes you never know when somebody is uh, gay or not. Okay, and I, I just did it again. That whole LBGTQ, did I... I'm legit serious. Did I name all of them? Is it LBGTQ? All right. So did, no. Did me. I did I name all of them? <laughs> for me, the I use queer as a all term as an all around term. Queer studies has been a thing since 1972. I fully yep. believe and know that if you want to. Include everybody you can just use queer yes I know clear has been used as a slur and it still is used as a slur however the, the queer community that has effectively reclaimed queer for you know for us to be able to, to be able to identify as as well as like it's always been used for academic studies when it comes to all of this when it comes to you know queer people when it comes to the history in queer everything so I say, if you want to include everybody, you can do LGBTQ, which Q is for queer, that can't, that is all encompassing, but you can also use both. I still say tread no, carefully, I, but that's just me. That's how no, I run. I see, 
I especially, I'm a little bit better now, but in the beginning, I didn't know them letters. I, I, will, miss a, I will miss one or two, and I'm like, hey, y'all, this, it's, it is what it is. And some people don't even want to be called queer, you know, because they only want to be called one of them. Mm. So let me, going back to what I was saying earlier, I don't know if you're one of them. Like, I don't know, you could, you could be, you know, straight in, in, from, from my view. And then you would be uh, trans. I'm like, holy, you know, and, but you wouldn't want to be called a he or she to be they. I will call said person uh, a guy, automatic trigger. And now like, it's like, you know, a whole verbal thing, uh, disrespect, um, like I disrespected the person. And I'm like, wait, wait, what just happened? You know, and that's, when I say this has happened so many times, at least four times, it's something for me to where like now, you know, I don't even wanna, you know, it's, it's, you don't even wanna try because if you try, you know, it's gonna blow up. That's how serious it has gotten for me, where you don't even wanna try. And I'm trying, but, you know, sometimes people make it really hard to want to try some things, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand that. Um, I think for me, for me personally, I feel like a lot of the reasons why people are defensive is because of the violence that has been known to come to queer people as a result of either being misgendered or, you know, being looked at as something that we as a community, we as a society have been socially conditioned to, you know, just trigger in our heads as a default. And it's up to us to be able to try to unlearn those defaults into just kind of tread from like, it's kind of a case by case basis. And all of these biases, all of these different things that we've been socially conditioned to as a society to, um, you know, just put as triggers in our mind to like automatically assume that one thing's another is not always the best thing. Of course, historically, it's always been that way. But now it's kind of like you have to, you just have to think about it as like, okay, maybe they're not this way, but we have general neutral terms for a reason in order to combat that. That's what people, a lot of people just use today in, in conversations. That's why you just go by calling people by their name. And if they get offensive, defensive on it, that's, don't take it personally because they've been probably hurt by it. A lot of the things that have been said, they've probably experienced violence as a result. So it's up to you to try to educate yourself and try to keep going. And if people come at you wrong, you can cut, you can clap back. You just don't, don't like, you know, misgender them or call them out their name while doing it. Cause like, for example, like if a trans person is acting up, you can uh, call them out. You can, but you got to call them out by their correct pronouns too. Right. Cause that's misgendering them is just gonna F think a whole lot of things up and that's going to invalidate your whole argument. <laughs> right. And that's confusing because Brandon and I have a uh, person that uh, we had to train professionally, uh, and he himself, you know. Uh -uh. No, I know who you're talking about. I ain't trained that. I ain't trained him. 
See, look, don't you about you see, see, don't do you see, that. He's about to do a a mispronoun, a mispronoun. But he is no, nah, he, he. I have not had pronoun issues issues with him. I, I okay. So Lee and and Jason, this is what we're <laughs> Brandon gets so defensive about this. But this person, you know, I, I'm a, once again, if I say the wrong thing, let me know. But he's mm-hmm. very flamboyant, very flamboyant, and um, and it's not really confusing. It's more of uncomfortable. And I know that people, like I said, especially with, with drag queens, you know, that you, you're doing your thing. One of my good friends, man, he he's a drag queen. And I'm like, hey, do your thing, man. You know, you do your makeup well. You know, you know, kudos to you. But this person that Brandon and I know, uh, he's very flamboyant. Uh, you know, and it's just like it's flamboyant to a way that makes other people who are straight very uncomfortable. And I don't know how to even, I guess, feel about saying that or you know, why do we feel uncomfortable? Because I mean, like, I, I've learned to accept everybody. I'm a black man. I have to learn to accept everybody. But just seeing him, being, being around him is very uncomfortable. Does it make, does it make sense? Because well, can I interject here? Wait, before before you do that, I just want to well, set the record straight. I would straight. need to know, like, what what are they doing specifically that makes you uncomfortable? Yeah, what well, about see, that's their why I want to set okay. the okay. making you okay. uncomfortable? Okay, so like I said, I'm not, I'm okay with him being, you know, he 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 is who he is. He's wears his fingernails and stuff like that. He he wears wears loud pink everywhere. But uh, <laughs> no, this is gonna be legally right. Um. But we we would do stuff like I I was a sports reporter, and he would go around cheerleaders and he would just grab on them, and like you know and just it it just, that was the uncomfortable part. That's it. And it's you just like, it. and it's just like okay, but I thought you were a you know you were a gay man, but you're grabbing on like these cheerleaders and you're trying to grab the pom poms and do what they're doing, and that's okay. But it's just like. I, why, why am I feeling uncomfortable? It's more so based on what I'm hearing is the fact that he's yeah. So one thing's clear. Just because like okay, you don't have to be necessarily like gay. You don't like gender, um, gender um identity does not correlate to interest. So let's put that out there. However, it's the fact that he's grabbing on women is the problem. His flamboyance has nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that his predatory behavior and, and his basically, it kind of feels like it's a some form of uh, misogyny because it's like, oh, I'm just because I'm gay. That means all of it doesn't apply to me. Which, at the same, as like, no, you're still like you're still a man if he identifies as a man. He does not have the right to be grabbing a woman willy-nilly like that or trying to just go on about what he's doing because it's not by him being flamboyant it's him basically performing misogyny by thinking that he can do whatever women do better sometimes right and i, I guess from a professional if, aspect of it you know we're there to do a job and you know and i'm not saying that you have to hide your identity during you know the, the work hours but at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't have, you know, be professional too, but I'm not saying it's embarrassing our company, but it's just like, you know, you're doing these things to where it's like you're, you're, and if I, if I were in the LGBT community, I would say it would be kind of embarrassing, I guess. 
Is that my wrong to say that? I guess. No. Uh, you have every right to call. I feel like you can call him out on that behavior because that is unprofessional behavior that he's doing. Just grabbing a woman. That's sexual harassment. No matter, that's all across the board, just sexual harassment, no matter what. But he can get away with it because these girls think that, oh, well, he would never, ever make a move on me because I am, just, uh, you know. I feel like just because, no, I know, just because they say he's okay doesn't really mean it's okay. And I think another thing that I'm hearing is that, like I said, another thing that we've been conditioned as a society to correlate together is being flamboyant equals being gay. Just because one is gay doesn't mean they're flamboyant and vice versa. Right. So that is like that it, part of that correlation, I feel like, is what's making another reasons why y'all feel uncomfortable with him. And it's not necessarily because he's gay. And it's not because, because he's flamboyant. It's because he's acting that way and thinking he can get away with it. And other people are allowing him to have that bad behavior because of the fact that he may be gay, because of the association with flamboyance with being gay. Okay, I need to make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I need to set set the record straight because I keep telling Calvin and everybody else, I don't have a problem with this guy because he's gay or whatever. I don't care about that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You just said it. No, 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 no. no, I'm not saying because he. I feel comfortable because of who he is. That's. Well, my 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 apologies to you. I know that's not how you feel. I know that. The unprofessionalism is why you don't want to work with him. Mm. The unprofessionalism and how he carries himself as a as his profession is why I don't like him. I don't like him, and he he refuses to do the right things and be professional and continue to do things. And people congratulate him for doing that. That's why I don't like him. Because he do he does the wrong things, he and the people hold him on some type of pedestal. And I'm like, this this isn't what we should be working toward, you know? That's almost, why I don't care for him. You almost said pedestal. No, no. I, yeah, I almost said pet, because I was trying to say pedestal, but I said pedestal. Because he's pitiful. He's pitiful. <laughs> he is pitiful. I'll say that. Like, I'm sorry. He really does not like this person. I do not like this <laughs> person. <laughs> now, now let, me, let me just, I, I work at Planet and Fitness overnight, and I finally got to got a chance to, uh, there's a coworker named Josh, and he has these long fingernails. But dude is cool as hell. He spends about $80 on his fingernails. And even men and women, like, just, like, just, love to like you know just look at him and talk about him uh in a good way because his fingernails and they're like how do you work in the work with those things even women are like i want his thighs i'm like well dude be on the stairmaster i have no issues with you know people that are flamboyant yay whatever my issues with this one cat is that he is unprofessional people look at him like he's a golden chicken and I'm like, this is an issue. That's why I, that's, I had to set it straight. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with him being gay. 
and my apologies, Brandon is not homophobic. He's not like that at all. So if I portrayed <laughs> you as that way all these years, no, I'm not saying it's why he does that, but that's kind of why I was uncomfortable because like I said, I don't see, you know, and I, like I said, I got a lot of love for Lee. I don't see Lee like just, you know, being flamboyant like that. You know what I mean? And so, and the, the, thank you for putting me in check, you know, putting me in check about how to feel and that flamboyancy is not wrong. It's just the way he does it and the way he's, you know, just conducting himself professionally is making him look bad. And I think that a lot of people like myself excuse his behavior because they don't want to be, uh, you know, saying they will insensitive to what, the way he is and just accept him. And, but it looks bad in y'all's part because that's automatically how we think that every person that is flamboyant is like that. Lee? Yeah, that, that's where all the weird, like, uh, you know, they're going to go into our bathrooms and, and rape us thing. That, that's where that kind of mentality and stuff comes from, is from, you Wait, know, bad what? eggs like that. <laughs> you know, the whole, like, you know, the uh, transgender people are just, you know, men t- dressing up as women to go into bathrooms to rape women. That, that, that kind of, like, thinking. Oh. And that's and it's it stems from you know events like that and it's it's they're I mean they're isolated but I mean there's there's a little bit there but you know that's not that's not where you you know need to base all of your arguments to, towards the queer community at, at because of these one bad eggs because like you know you kept using the word flamboyant when when you meant like predatory. I don't know. Uh, Calvin wasn't that clear, I think, about you, you kind of blended two different uh, issues with with one. You were like, oh, he's flamboyant. And then you went on to you mentioned his nails and then you went on to talk about but he grabs on women. I'm like, well, what was I saying? Like, don't match up. These well, complaints don't match up. Well, the, the, but, the, complaint, um, the complaint was is because people that's what because people look at me and say, well, he's black. With him, they say, "Well, we know for sure." Well, they, they well, you know, subconsciously think that well, he's gay. So I was trying to paint a picture, a picture of what people are thinking, and they said, "Well, I know that he gets away with that kind of behavior because, on a first look glance at him, you know that he's probably part of the LGBT community." That's it's wrong to assume that, of course, because uh, I know a lot of straight guys that are on my Facebook right now who are straight but love to dress up like women. Uh, I was trying to paint a picture of like, okay, on first glance when so we see him touching or just uh, hugging like this, you know, you hug somebody and it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure any girl would say, your dad tell you don't, you, you shouldn't let a guy hug you this way or a grown man shouldn't hug you this way. So it was one of those kind of uncomfortable hugs or taking a picture with somebody and it was just like, you know, accepting for him, but people don't call him out because they're they're scared to be that okay. Well, he's being himself. So I guess I'm trying. To, I hope I'm making sense of everything. I think Jason kind of corrected me, and I, I appreciate that. But well, it sounds like to me that these are things you have more of a problem with than anybody else. Um, and I, I'm only saying that because uh, most of my friends are male, and actually some of them aren't. Some of them are obviously gay, but it's it's not a big deal to me like I can I can acknowledge if I'm very uncomfortable with somebody or not and I understand where you're like hmm this is a little weird that he's so handsy because there are men who get away with saying oh well I'm not into women so it's okay for me to do this but what what kind of throws me is 
straight men, you know, military background, as far as I know, uh, <laughs> I can speak on. We, we just recently had a debate within my unit about transgender people wanting to enlist and things. And some people were like, I don't care if you want to, if you want to put on a uniform and fight and wake up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to defend people, go for it. I'm happy. Welcome aboard. But then some, some very straight, very, uh, obviously home homophobic people were kind of like no they're just gonna do it to go into women's showers and what if they assault tonight i'm like what my, my question to them flat out was why is that the first thing that came to mind for you <laughs> like why is the, the the bad part the first thing that came to so many straight men's minds is like how can i use this to some perverted advantage because that's what they want to do and that's why I'm that's like, exactly. They, they so wish I'm they, like, okay, they wish they could like, do that. Is it, is it the fact that he can grab the woman? And I'm not trying to say like, ooh, Calvin. No, I understand you're a little uncomfortable with it because you're just like, hey, this, as a man, I, I wanted to say something about this, but it's not your place, honestly, because as long as those women don't look uncomfortable, you, you don't step in yet. And that, that's a fine line to tell, but that's, that's just where you're standing right now. But, um, yeah, so, so many men are just like, oh, well, I would never want a transgender person or a gay man in my unit. I'm like, he's a better soldier than you, though. So what's the problem? Well, what if he's staring at us? It's like, you're tooting your own horn too hard. Nobody's staring at you. And if they are, who cares? You stare at everybody else. Like, as long as the person's not doing something to you physically, it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if you like what they like or anything like that. It has nothing to do with you just suck it up like just get over it let them be them like don't like them for a real reason and not just because like hmm, you just rub me the wrong way and i don't like that you seem to be this way or something like, I, I, it has nothing to do with anything and i'm not i'm not attacking you that's just my view on it that's why yeah. i was like i'm not trying to be like oh calvin you horrible person <laughs> no, i'm gonna end the show right now because i'm hurt you've heard no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, all right <laughs> No, I, I, I don't want to misconstrue anything I'm saying because, you know, <laughs> people like Brandon did not want to train this person. And so I accepted the person the way he was. And I actually trained him uh, to learn the crap that he learned that he's, he, he has right now. And he was able to take what I taught him and to go on do big things. So I'm just like, you know, I didn't judge him at all. I was uncomfortable. I bit the bullet and I still trained him. Whereas people would make fun of him about the way he was and you know, talk behind his back. But I accepted him for who he was and I still trained him and now he's doing better off somewhat uh, with this. Because Brandon didn't want to train him. So Yeah, no, I no. No. Okay. So if you were a little uncomfortable with him being as flamboyant or whatever he was, why aren't you uncomfortable about the fact that people are laughing or making comments or doing whatever off to the side like why doesn't that bother you equally as much it does that, yes it, he's, he's grabbing people but you're okay with kind of like well they're they were kind of mean to him but it's all right well, no, I mean, <laughs> like, why don't well, you want to why don't you want to step in and do something about that part because i need money to make a job so i would never talk about my i would never go to my boss and and you know question what they say these are people in charge like, uh, but you'd be willing to do that if he's grabbing onto women if it's uh, no, I, I understand where you're coming from but I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to i'm not trying to put you in a no you're not you're not you're not it's, it's, it's questions that i can't that you, it's it's very clear to me that you and it's good 
that you're you're kind of looking out for women because women honestly do need a little more help out here right. but at the same time it should be kind of like look there's something happening here in the workplace that shouldn't be and you know you should you should feel the same as for your coworkers as you do for your female coworkers. And I mean, true enough, this is just a typical bullying situation. People can laugh and say what they want about anybody. So you'd be like, oh, it's okay. But depending on what they're saying and or doing, could be doing to him, would you be like, hey, man, just chill, leave him alone? Or would you just be like, he got it? Because you were very, you were very serious about him right. grabbing on women, even though he's a seemingly gay man. I say that. Man or whatever. I answer your question with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna respond to her. I know we're getting off topic right now. Uh, I, I want to answer your question with this. In the position that we were, were at my job, I was already uh, afraid as a black man to even question authority without being faced with some sort of penalty. So I've already had my insecurities at the workplace so why would i want to jeopardize my work with our my, my other insecurities already with somebody else's issues so i mean that's definitely an issue i've had at the workplace so as a black man already going through troubles why would i want to add fuel to the fire and you're right i should have stepped up and said something to these people i even do i even went back to this guy and said hey i know that people judge you a lot but uh, but you you get face a lot of criticism, you know, and you never let that stop you. And which even though that he was doing stuff he was doing, he actually is an inspiration to me because he took what he had, which is very little. Brandon, don't make that face to me. I mean, y'all can't see Brandon's face right now, but I can see Brandon's face. Don't make that face to me. But no, just saying he took what he had, he made it into what his own, and he was able to just to find some sort of success. So I mean, you can't you can't. You can't knock a hustle. I put it that way. And you know, you turn if you if you got lemon, you make lemonades. Hey, more more, more power to you. So, uh, but it's just you know, just a way at the time he he presented himself. You know, that was my ignorance to think that's how some people of the LGBT community who acted flamboyant were like that. So, big thanks to you and Jason for putting me in check. Uh, but not putting me in check, but educating me, setting the record straight. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who thinks this way uh, who's listening to the show. Uh, so thank you all so much for, you know, just even just even have this open dialogue about all this. So I want to thank you all so much for uh, getting that. Okay, so basically, Jason and Christina have hijacked this episode today. Uh, so I apologize. Their invitation is no longer uh, welcome. So the, I mean, we're, we're not going to extend the invitation to them. I'm just kidding. But no, this is open dialogue that we are needing, especially with everything going on right now. Like I said, it's been 20 uh, at the time of recording, 20 days straight. People have been protesting for uh, a- equality, and one thing that we have to—it's not just black, it's not just brown not just white, it's everybody, and everybody wants to have equality, which is why people in the LGBT community have Pride Month. So um, 
for those who are part of the LGBT community, Jason and Lee, I want to just end the show with you all asking, uh, what does Pride Month mean to you? I'm going to start with Lee. Uh, let's see. Pride Month to me is about celebrating my right to exist. Um, because for so long, I didn't really feel like I could um, just as, as myself. And now I'm, I'm in a much happier place in my life where I can do that. I mean, God, it it's maybe been 15 years since I came out and the, the I've, I've literally watched the world change just in that time. And it's become a much better, I mean, we still have a long ways to go, obviously, but it's become such a much better place for our community. Um, just God, like if you've watched television in the last two years, our representation has just skyrocketed and I am so here for it. But no, pride for me means you're a survivor. You've lived through something that has pretty much changed your life because, okay, you've gone through what most people consider normal, but now you have to live this whole other life that, I mean, for most people in our community, it, you know, they may not have a home to go to if they accept themselves for who they are. And that's, that's what pride is. You have, you know, your pride has to be stronger than the hate that's out there. Thank you, Lee, for saying that. And uh, like I said, just, just, just hearing all you all just, you know, keep me uh, informed and letting me know how things are and not understand, especially from a straight uh, Christian's perspective. I definitely uh, thank you so much for that. I want to actually ask the same question to our guest, Jason who has, you know, given so much information and I want to thank you for that, sir. But same question goes to you, sir. What does Pride Month mean to you? Um, Pride Month is, to me, is being able to, being able to say that queer lives is as normal as straight lives. All of us are in the same earth and it's just pride is tells me that my life matters just as much as a queer person as it me being a black person. It's like the inter, there's an intersection between being black and being queer that not many people get to talk about. And I'm glad I'm able to speak about my experiences and my voice and to be able to use my voice and my talents in order to speak up for those who may not be able to. And you don't have to be loud. You don't have to be loud and proud. You can be, even if you're still in the closet, even if you are part of the way there or out, pride is for us to know that we're not, we're in this together. Or at least that's what they tell us there. We're in this together and that our feelings are valid and we're here for you. We're here for all of the queer voices, especially for me, all of the black queer voices as well. And to be able to just stand equal with everyone else, you know, in terms of my orientation and my gender identity. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's, it's good. And um, 
you know, thank you so much for uh, telling us that and giving your viewpoints and uh, telling us stories that you've seen and you've been through. So uh, definitely thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, I, I was just kidding. You and Christina, well, you can come back anytime you want to. Uh, Christina, on the other hand, she's no longer accepted for it. Oh my God. I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. No, I'm just kidding. You know, we have love for all y'all. And I think I'm, I'm not, I have to educate myself more about Pride Month and know uh, what it means and, you know, learn the different flags, you know, because if I, I expect people to learn from me, why can I expect you to learn from, learn from you? Learn from you. Jason, before you go, how can people, you know, learn more about you or uh, just see the work you've been doing? Okay, um, so I have a film called Broken Boy, and it pertains a lot about being Black and queer. Um, You can follow us at Facebook at Broken Boy Film, also on uh, Instagram under the same name, Broken Boy Film. For my other stuff, like my photography, you can go under Sisu Photo once again on Facebook and Instagram. And that's where you get a lot of my photography and another stuff along those lines. All right, and thank you so much, Jason. And we'll have the link uh, to all this stuff below. So make sure you guys go follow Jason and uh, go look at all his work about being a queer black man in America. Definitely want to thank you uh, so much for coming on our show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. What's up? Brandon Fountain here with Straight Up. If you don't know, you should know by now, Straight Up is now a podcast. So I'm quite sure there's a lot of people that, you know, just want to talk and just want to say something, want to get their voice out there. And what's a better place to do it than here? Hey, if you want to be on the show and you have a subject, slide into the DMs. Let us know. Expect a lot of great subjects. Comment what you think. Uh, give us feedback and hey, you guys will be straight up and you all try to practice social distancing so we can get this stuff past us. Woo! Wow. Okay, so that was a uh, crazy episode, man. I can't believe all this is saying. Christina, I don't I don't think I want you back on the show anymore. I, I really don't think I want you, you back on the you know show what? I'm going to ask Brandon if I can come back from here on. I don't need you. <laughs> Brandon, am I still invited? Yeah. You know you're invited. Of course mm-hmm. you would. Of course you would say that. Anyway, uh, thank you, Kristen. It was, like I said, we got much love for you. Uh, Lee, I mean, did I, I mean, was I, was I well-behaved today? I mean, did I get in any trouble? Leland doesn't you know want to what? be a friend you, anymore. You were on your best behavior today, Calvin. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but he, oh, you I'm, know, I, I, I do want to say Calvin is a really good ally because it, like, this episode is the perfect example of it because he did did what most allies need to do is listen, and that's what he did, and that's that's the best thing you can do for anyone in your life. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is they better stop trying to come for me on these pronouns. We're gonna throw hands. Ugh. Yeah, I'm glad you. It's gonna throw hands. That's Brandon. That's not. That's not me. That's Brandon. But and I, I didn't I don't say wanna... you. No, no. <laughs> like that was my joke about the pronoun thing. I said this is gonna throw hands. One more yeah. girl get in my face. And no. not a big I, deal. It really isn't. It's just I'm like, don't don't yell at me. How how hell was I supposed to know? 
<laughs> this just popped up a year ago, okay? <laughs> well, I think that's the most important thing. We need to have people, more people to understand, and they understand by listening. And so uh, definitely a great episode. Uh, and I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm just this big homophobic person or uh, especially in my Christian community. And I, I'm almost guaranteedly that it's going to be somebody that's going to hate this episode and criticize it. But Lee, we, we, ha- we have an email address for people like that. Uh, if P- if you're out there, you don't like this episode, we have an email that you can send all your hate mail to us. Lee, what is that email? Uh, that email is I don't care at gmail.com. So once again, it's I don't care at gmail.com. Come, I'm just kidding. Like I said, we 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 need this conversation, and we're just joking for sure uh, about this. But it's a conversation that we need. And like I said, I am one of those people. Like I said, I am strong in my beliefs, but at the same time, I have to learn how to listen. And most important, I have to learn how to love. And I think that's what we need right now uh, in this world. And people, even like I'm recording this right now, watching the news, and people are protesting. Uh, there's a there's an epidemic going on, and people are they're saying that we want change, not only in America but around the world. So I mean, just it's it's the the most important thing is for us to see our fellow human being as equals, and we can't look at them because I have a bow leg, I'm black, and I'm overweight. So I mean, I get looked at constantly. So but that doesn't determine who I am. It doesn't it doesn't show who my doesn't determine what my character is. As you know that. I I'm, I can change. I, I used to be homophobic, and now I hear I am over what almost ten years later, and I'm still a friend with my friend who is married to a gay man. So, if I can change, can you change? And that's the most important thing that we try to get through this podcast is for people to sit down, understand, and listen. You don't have to have the same beliefs, but listen. We want to continue the conversation on all our social media platforms. Uh, if you want to donate to us and help us out because we are running down on our season, uh, this our first season of podcast, you can send us donations. You want to call and tell us, or you can send all your email uh, inquiries at straightupshow at gmail.com. That's straightupshow at gmail.com. We do accept Google Wallet uh, if you want to help contribute because I know I need a brand new laptop. But if you want to just contribute to the show anywhere, you want to be a guest, make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms at Straight Up Show, Straight Up The Show, as on Twitter and on YouTube, Straight Up Show, more specifically, Straight Up Shreveport. I am your host, Calvin, and it's Brandon, Christina, Jason, and Lee. There's only one rule to the show is you have to be straight up. <laughs> all right, guys. Till next time. Have a good one. <laughs>